thing is use keywords strategically so that Google and LinkedIn bring people to your profile even when you're sleeping. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Exciting. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. And today I have an expert with me, Karin Yankovic. She is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business use social media profitably. I love that she's profitable. It's not just to use social media, but to use profitably. As a brand expert and social media expert, uh, we welcome Karin Yankovic to the podcast show today. Karin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, great. And most importantly, you help small businesses and individuals to use social media profitably. Yes, I love that you love that because there's lots of people that um, help people use social media, but it really is not always about just having lots of followers. It's about what do you do to actually bring, you know, bring those followers into your world, consider them as leads, and then nurture them so that you can actually, you know, increase the profitability of your business through those connections. We're going to share with us five strategies or tips to use LinkedIn profitably. And before we delve into that, I, I want us to demystify this, that people think that having huge following on social media is what is really the most important. I just wanted to I just demystify that, then we get into our, our LinkedIn uh, branding strategies. Well, here, I do actually have an opinion on that, and I don't know if it's a popular opinion, but um, in, in fact, it's probably not. But um, there is a benefit to having a, a large amount of followers. It's not all about having a large amount of followers, but if we're talking about personal branding, right, when people check you out online, if you have 5,000 Twitter followers or you have 500 plus in your LinkedIn followers, it immediately positions you a little bit as an expert. Mm -hmm. So while I am absolutely not advocating buying followers or having a plan just to grow followers. <laughs> Growing your followers does need to be a part of your social media marketing plan because as you grow the followers, your influence increases with the number of followers and your um, as and from a personal brand standpoint, that's important, right? So right. um so I'm not going to say that it's not important how many followers you have. I absolutely think it is important. It's not the most important thing, but it mm. but as Successful social media, a profitable social media plan does include a step to grow your followers. Awesome, awesome. It's, it's not just the only, it's, it's essential in, in, in focus. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. You want, listen, you want followers that are maybe going to buy your stuff, right? So there's no need to, to buy followers, but it is important that you have a strategy to grow your, uh, to grow your connection. Hey Karen, now let's delve into uh, the meat of the day. We're looking at um, uh, five strategies to, to use LinkedIn for your professional brand or small business. So can we get started on that? Yes, of course, of course. You know, we're talking about LinkedIn here today, and I want to just kind of start by saying that there is no better place than LinkedIn to establish your personal brand online. It is, if you, if, if you or me or anybody listening to this takes a minute to put their name in a Google search, LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile is going to come up. And that's where you start to tell the world how great you are and what, how good you are at what you do and what it is you do. It is where your personal brand lives. 
right? So, so I love that you want to talk about this in relation to personal branding because people overlook that a lot. And, I, and it's really important. If the people behind the businesses have strong personal brands, it immediately brings strength to the business itself. That's amazing. So now let's get, let's get that. What where should we start from if I want to use LinkedIn to grow my brand and my business and my personal brand and business? Where do where do I start from? How do I begin? So you talk about your. We're going to talk about the pro, your profile, right? Because we're you know we can I can talk about LinkedIn strategies, um, and but that would be for another time. Let's just talk about how you create a profile that mm-hmm. is strong. And by the way, when you do that, you will start to attract more people. You will start to get more followers, and you will start to increase your profitability but right now let's just talk about the profile and the very first thing you need to do and this may sound silly but this is something so many people overlook is you need to get a great picture okay if you're going to have a strong personal brand you cannot cut your grandmother out of the picture on LinkedIn you need to you need to pay to get your hair and makeup done I don't care if you're a guy or a girl you want to get a professional photographer it's you know we're our brands live online now so just like you wouldn't, if you were, you know, decorating an office, if you were going to a trade show, you would have all kinds of great collateral, right? Getting that headshot is a really important part of your online personal brand, and it's a really important part of your LinkedIn brand. So take the time, get your hair done, get your makeup done, get a professional photographer with great lighting, and get a great shot because people want to get to know you a little bit, and this is the first way they do that, is see your picture on LinkedIn. It seems silly, but it is it is maybe the most important thing. It may be the most impactful thing on your LinkedIn profile. First point of attraction. Yeah, absolutely, right? From there, what you want to do from there is, so you've put your name in a search bar, right? You've checked that out. Or put my name. If you put my name in a Google search, I can tell you what will come up. My website will come up number two, well, number one. My LinkedIn profile will come up number two. And what happens, what it shows is it shows my headline. Okay, so you really need to spend a lot of time. The second thing you need to do is spend some time creating a great headline. You want to tell people, you don't want to tell people you're an accountant. You don't want to tell people that you're a lawyer. You want to tell people how you can help them, right? They don't care that you're the CEO. Nobody's searching for a CEO, right? They want to know how you can help them. So tell people who you are, who you help, and how you help them in your headline. Okay, so so it can be a sentence, it can be snippets, you can use spacers. Google reads that headline, by the way, because I just said it comes up in your Google profile. So use every character so that you're sending. So so Google has lots of things to grab onto, right? You don't want to just say accountant. You want to use every character that, that you're allowed in your headline so that you're giving Google more ways to bring people to your profile. So use every character. Tell people who you are, who you help, and how you help them. And make sure you, you are confident in that. So say you're an expert or that you're successful or, you know, you need to be confident in it. People, people, you know, you have to be the first person to, to kind of own your up-leveled personal brand before your the people following you will. So you need to make sure that headline is very strong and confident. Well, so that's, that's, first of all, having a good picture, profile picture, professionally done, the point you stated that I really like is, is the accent that when you Google someone's name, LinkedIn shows us a, a brief information about the person. Like people are not just looking for CEOs or brand experts, but they are looking for people who can help them solve a, a problem or meet a need. Exactly. So you want to make it client-facing. You want to tell the client what you do for them. And so what is the next thing then? 
So the next thing is your summary. People do not, I, I, you know, I do a lot of speaking on LinkedIn around the country and around the world. And often when I do these things, I try to take time to do some LinkedIn profile reviews. So I have people come up to me and I you open up a laptop and I look at their, at their LinkedIn profile. And I would say about 50% of the time, people skip right over the summary. Mm. And this, the summary, talk about a place to, to establish a personal brand. The summary is where you can, which makes it not a resume, right? The summary is where you say, hi, I'm Karen Yankovich and I, I'm so passionate about helping entrepreneurs and small businesses use social media profitably, right? So it's how you can stand out from the crowd. It's how, so, so again, and your summary, by the way, is also read by Google. So by creating a nice, long, strong, confident summary that tells people, you know, about why the whys behind what you do and the kinds of things you do to help people. Maybe have some calls to action in there, right? Get my, you know, find get my free video series or get my free ebook by going here, right? So so take some time to create a great summary so that people know a little bit about you before they, you know, before when and they'll want to connect with you. And also, again, you're feeding Google, right? By by making it robust and using every character that LinkedIn gives you, you're giving Google lots of things to grab onto to bring people to your profile. And bringing people to your profile, right, everybody that connects with you on LinkedIn is a potential lead, right, is a, is a lead. So that's how, you know, that's where you start to see the profits in the social media. So if, if, if you set this up properly, you know, and by feeding Google, they'll help you find those leads. Well, Karen, uh, this is... Let's call my attention. Now, let's look at this feature of LinkedIn that shows you that so-and-so has viewed your profile. How then do we use this one to our advantage? So, so first of all, I'm a big fan of keeping it all public. So if you, um, I like, if people, if I'm on your profile, I have no problem with you knowing that because then you know that I'm interested in what you have to say, and, and I say nothing wrong with that. So a lot of people want to block that so people can't see that they're on to other people's profiles. I don't see why you want to do that. I think it's if you're on somebody else's profile, it's okay that they know that they're interesting to you, right? So turning that around, if you see people have viewed your profile, now you know that they're interested in you. So, you know, it might be worthwhile reaching out to them and say, and you don't even have to say, I saw you saw my profile, right? You can just reach out to them because you know now that they're on their mind, right, because they just saw your profile. So it's a perfect time. It's almost like, oh, I can't believe you calling me. I was just thinking about you, right? You weren't just thinking about them. You saw that they looked at your profile. So you reach out to them and say, you know, hey, I was just thinking about you yesterday. I remember we talked about this, and uh, I thought you might be interested in that. So by using that who's viewed your profile, you can reach out to people that you know have recently been interested in what you're doing and kind of just – you're catching them while the iron is hot, right? Mm. Wow. There's a great tip there. There's a great tip there to utilize that feature. Yeah, and people think you're a mind reader. <laughs> All right, Karen, let's move on to the fourth thing that we need to do. So the fourth thing that you need to do is you need to, when you're creating your profile, you need to think about what people are going to search for that you want to come up as the search result. And those are keywords that you want to use in your profile over and over and over. So for me, if people are looking for a LinkedIn speaker, I want to, be, I want to come up in the search result. So I make sure I use those words strategically throughout my profile over and over, wherever it makes sense. Because again, I'm feeding Google, I'm feeding the LinkedIn search engine, and you know, it brings it brings you up 
in, you know, and now people are finding you now while you're sleeping, while you're sitting on the beach, right? If you're using keywords strategically throughout your profile, then not only do you have a great looking profile, but you've got a profile that, that is working for you even when you're not working at it. So that we should make your profile also keyword worthy or especially in the keyword that you want to be associated with your expertise in your profile. Yes. So you think about what people are searching for that you want to come up as the search result. And if you're not sure what that is, ask your clients. Ask your existing clients. Say, if I went out of business tomorrow, what would you search for to find another one of me? Mm -hmm. What words would you use? They may come up with some new words that you didn't think of. Wow. Interesting. Good point there. So let's move on, Karen. Okay. So, so the last thing I think is really important for you to use on your profile is recommendations. And, you know, it's interesting. So LinkedIn recommendations is what gives LinkedIn the most power, right? Because if you have recommendations, if you have testimonials on your website, I believe them, but I also know that you want, you are handpicking them, right? You're choosing the ones that I think are most valuable, that you think are most valuable. And I don't, while I don't think it's your sister or your mother, it could be, right? Um, when, when you see recommendations on LinkedIn, People can click right through to that profile, right? So, Bernard, if I wrote you a recommendation and people are checking you out because they want to hire you, they can click on that recommendation. They can go right to my LinkedIn profile and see if I'm reputable, right? And see, and they can even reach out to me on LinkedIn and say, hey, I see you just wrote Bernard a recommendation. Um, I'm thinking about hiring him for this. What do you think? Right? So, it, it gives you a way to really um, take that social proof that we all want and really kind of give it a massive boost. And so you're probably all thinking, well, okay, well, how do I do that, right? I made recommendations, but I can't write my own recommendations. Mm -hmm. What you can do is you can have a strategy for that. Okay, so one of the things that I do is I tell people all the time, if anybody writes me something nice in an email and, you know, like, hey, Karen, I heard you on Bernard's show. I love this tip and that tip, blah, blah, blah. I reply back thanking them so much for the kind words and saying, I would love it if you pop that in on LinkedIn as a recommendation so that I can share that information with all of my followers. Oh. They are 99 out of 100 times they're happy to do that because they're, they're looking to do something nice to me, right? They took the time to email me. So you can just turn around and, and they, they are more than willing to do that for you most of the time. Um, you can also give a lot of recommendations, right? So if you go on LinkedIn and think about who do you do business with that if you send a recommendation to might say, huh, let me recommend them back. Right? So if you get in the habit of giving recommendations, you're going to find that a lot of times that comes back to you. Now, I still think you should write recommendations for, you know, you can write recommendations for your mechanic, for your doctor, whatever you want. Like, you don't have to be, I can't write them a recommendation because they can't recommend me back. I don't want you to do that. I want you to be very generous with recommendations, but also think a little bit strategically about who might be able to recommend you back. Um, and those are two ways for you to start to build recommendations. Um, you can ask people to, you could flat out make it a part of your products or services at the end of it, you know, click this link, you know, if, and tell me what you thought about this program and it'll go right to your LinkedIn profile and, you know, they can write recommendations that way. Um, and keep in mind, recommendations don't get posted on your LinkedIn profile unless you accept them. So if I go to your LinkedIn write profile and I write all kinds of terrible things about you, it's no one's going to see that because you're not going to, you're not going to publish it, right? So, so it's okay to encourage lots of people to write things on your LinkedIn profile because you have control 
over what goes on your profile. I think that that's, that's another great great tip there to utilize in the, in the area to always uh, ask people to leave you a recommendation on on LinkedIn. And now you have them all in one place, right? So if you're writing a sales page or you're you know, if you've got a product or service coming out that you need recommendations, or if you're getting, you know, if you're applying for a job and people, you can always say, you know, you can always, you know, they're all on LinkedIn. So you can, you know, so my web designer, whenever I'm putting up a new program or something, I always say, go check out, you know, I say, all right, you can find recommendations for that product on LinkedIn. And she pours through them, finds out the best ones to use, and then, you know, so it takes the pressure off of me having, where do I save them? Where do I keep them? How do I have access to them? They're all on LinkedIn. So, so to recap the five things quickly, what would, it, what would that be? So the first thing is get a great profile picture. The second thing is create a strong headline using all those characters to tell people who you are, who you help, and how you help them. The third thing is write a summary that, that makes you stand out from the crowd. Write it in first person. Don't say, you know, Karen is a, you know, make it conversational. Make people feel like they're, you're talking to them. Okay, the fourth thing is use keywords strategically so that Google and LinkedIn bring people to your profile even when you're sleeping. And then the fifth thing is put a plan in place to develop a recommendation strategy. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, how do you utilize LinkedIn uh, new publishing feature like the blog? How do one utilize this to his or her advantage for, for as a brand? So LinkedIn's publishing platform, yeah. I think it's fabulous. I think it's fabulous because it gives you the opportunity to, to showcase your expertise, right? So if you meet somebody at a networking event, and if you walk up to them and say, hey, I'm Karen, and I am, I know everything there is to know about LinkedIn, I'm an expert, they're going to want nothing to do with you, right? Like, you can't just walk around telling people how great you are. But what you can do is you can hand them a business card that has your LinkedIn profile URL on it, and you can, you know, talk to them and say, I'd love to connect with you. Connect with them the next day on LinkedIn and let them be impressed with the fact that you know your stuff. And one of the ways you can impress them is by having lots of great long-form uh, long articles that showcase your expertise, that tell the world that you know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. What, what other add-on features can we utilize as well, too? Well, I mean, there's, a, there's lots of add-on features. You know, I... I do not, as a social media consultant, I don't tell everybody you need to be on Facebook. I don't tell everybody you need to be on Twitter. But I do tell everybody you need to be on LinkedIn. <laughs> because of the personal brand, because no matter what your business is, you have a personal brand and that brand is online and you need to take control of that. So I think it's important for people to realize that, number one, you just have to have a great profile. You have to start out by having a great profile. Um, but beyond that, using, you know, make sure your profile is fully fleshed out. Use all of the sections LinkedIn gives you the ability to use, right? Um, you can use the integration with Twitter. You can send some information to Twitter from LinkedIn. That's a, that's a nice little integration that, that comes in handy, right? Um, when you post those long-form posts, you get links to them, right? So you can share those posts on other social media platforms. Like, I'm all about, when you create content, I want you to get the most use out of that content. So I want you to be able to share it on multiple platforms. So grab that link and share it on multiple platforms. Put a um, put a call to action at the bottom of those links, right, so that people can reach out to you um, and maybe buy your stuff or get on your list or, you know, you can introduce them to a program that you have. So there's there's lots that you can do on LinkedIn, way more than we can talk about in this in this podcast right now. But um, 
know, there's so many ways that you can use it, but it all starts with having a great profile because you want to you want to be able to proudly and and confidently tell people to connect with you on LinkedIn because that's where you can keep those connections warm. Put your LinkedIn URL in your email signature, you know, so that people know you're willing to connect with them on LinkedIn. So um, it's a great way to just start to build a, an authentic network that will for sure increase your profitability. So from, from this, you make me believe that if you have to give advice to your younger self concerning how to brand yourself online, the first thing you might tell the person that start on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Right. And those younger people that are listening, I tell this to my college-age kids and their friends all the time. Imagine if when you go to look for a job when you're 22 years old and out of college, imagine if you spent the last four years on LinkedIn getting recommendations from your professors. And when you go to get that job, your LinkedIn profile is already done and you've already got all these recommendations on there, right? So, so if you haven't done that when you were 19 or 20 or 30 or 40, start today. Now's the time. Get online yeah, and start building your professional brand today. Exactly. Carmen, You're going to need it someday, so why not have it? Why not build it now before you need it? Carmen, what about LinkedIn groups? How effective uh, can one use that to establish its expertise as a brand? Oh, I think it's very effective. And again, it starts with having a great profile, right? So if you have a great profile, um, if you get, if you find a couple of groups, and that's not easy to do, by the way, to find some great groups. There's a lot of LinkedIn groups that uh, some are better than others, right? But if you find a group and you can be a participant in that group and you can answer questions and share comments and let them know that you know your stuff in those groups, you're going to find people are going to check you out because they're interested that you just had this interesting comment on their post. They're going to see your great LinkedIn profile, right, because you've taken the time to do that, and they're going to want to connect with you. And when they connect with you, what does that mean? It means they're a lead now, right? They're interested in what you have to say. That's a lead. So you're, you're introducing leads into your funnel every single day. And in groups, all it really requires you is just to be active in them. And when I say be active in them, I don't even need to spend an hour a day. I mean, you can spend an hour a week in groups, you know, or a couple hours, you know, 20 minutes here and 10 minutes there over, scattered out over the week. Um, find groups that your ideal clients hang out in. Find groups that your ideal partners hang out in. Right? So if you are a um, financial planner, maybe you want to find groups that accountants hang out in. Right? And maybe those accountants can bring you 20 clients. So you want to find groups, and you're not in there pitching yourself. You're just in there letting people know you know your stuff. Because when you do those long-form posts, you're going to share it with your groups. And then your groups are going to see, ha, huh, that's a really interesting article that Bernard just wrote. They're going to want to connect with you, and there's an opportunity now to do some business. Wow. One of the things that, that, Karen, you believe in is you term as conversational marketing. Tell us a little bit about that and how we can also utilize that too. You know what? A lot of my clients are, you know, I don't really like this term, but it is a term that describes them. They're more heart-centered businesses, right? So they're, they're people that are really, really good at what they do, yeah. right? So they're accountants and lawyers and yoga studios and, um, you know, massage therapists or coaches or, you know, so authors. I have a lot of authors that are clients. They don't want to sell. Nobody wants, they don't want to have sales funnel, right? They don't, they're good at what they do, but if they don't sell, they're not going to have a business, right? They're going to be out working at the supermarket. So with conversational marketing, I take the scary stuff out of sales and just show them how to use social media to get to know people. To, re to forge relationships, just like we talked about here today, to forge relationships with people, to to get on the phone with people, not just to be blasting things out to a million people, but to to have actual face-to-face -face or phone-to-phone conversations, Skype conversations with people. And it 
so so when you when you think of sales as conversations, it kind of takes some of the the salesy sting out of it. But yet it's still effective. It's probably more effective, right, than the buy this in the next 24 hours and you will save $500. My clients don't want to do that. They don't want to have like a strong arm sale technique. They want to connect with people that they really like to be involved with that can potentially be a client. And that's what conversational marketing does. That's wonderful. That has been one of the challenges you mentioned concerning all sales and speakers. They they don't want to sell their products. They think they want want to seem as maybe trying to be pushy, but they must sell. You must sell to get something. And that's a that's a challenge. We all have to keep we all have to keep the roof over our heads, right? So no matter what you what your business is, you you if you don't think sales is a part of it, then you're not going to have a business for very long. Uh, Karen, as we round about this moment uh, because of time, let's look at what would be your billion dollar advice to the world in the area of social media marketing and branding. If I had to give people one piece of advice, it would be to think big. Position yourself on social media like your peers with the most influential people in your industry. Uh, think big. And, and and that, you know, don't, you know, I don't care if you're the local yoga studio with 10 clients. Okay, position yourself like you are, you know, like, like you have a yoga YouTube channel with 40 million followers, because all you need to do to do that, by the way, if you have that mindset, you just got to turn on your damn iPhone and record your yoga classes, and you can have that YouTube channel. So think big. Think like the most influential people in your industry, and because you have that reach with social media that we never had before. Wow. Wow. That is is great. Karen. I want to ask listeners to take one action after listening to this podcast. So what would be that one thing you want them to take action on now? Well, if, if, they could, if you could do one thing to take action on now, it would be to put LinkedIn marketing on your calendar three times in the next week for a half an hour. And just spend a half hour on LinkedIn three times in the next week. And work on your profile, talk to people in groups, connect with people, just get comfortable with it, and I think you'll start to see what I'm talking about, and I think you're going to put it on your calendar for the week after that and the week after that as well. Hey, listeners, put this to test and then give Karen a call or inbox an email that you yes. like this on this podcast, and it will work for you. Let, give us some feedback on this, listeners. Just do that and shoot Karen an email. Karen, where can one get in touch with you for consultancy speaking and other things that you have to offer? Well, I'm at Karen Yankovic across all social media sites. So um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'd love for you to connect with me there. Um, LinkedIn.com slash in slash Karen Yankovic. Um, and I'm at Karen Yankovic across all social media sites. Awesome. Karen Yankovic, thank you very much for your time and sharing insights with us on LinkedIn marketing for our brands and our businesses. Thank you. It was great to be here. It's a pleasure. I treasure. All right. So at this time, I want to recommend my latest book, Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility. So check it on Amazon.com today. Visit Amazon.com slash author slash Bennett Kelvin. The book is Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility. The best is yours.